0: All right, welcome to Life After the Fire. This is supposed to be the preeminent podcast on everything you need to know about life after a career in the fire service. Mm-hmm. I'm Chris Phelps, and I'm here today with
1: Sam Eaton, a lifelong friend of mine. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I cannot believe this is the first uh first podcast and uh and uh, thanks for dropping that uh word to me just a few minutes well, ago. you know
0: surprise that <laughs> uh, you know what do they say about uh, beg forgiveness rather than ask permission so it's okay it's so all here good. you are we're sure. live and in person and uh Welcome um, to the shit show. Yeah. 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 I think we're supposed to start with a, with a shot. I don't know. Uh, oh, well, we could end with a shot.
1: So that. here's what I'm doing right now. Currently, <laughs> um, I'm on a dry January. Oh, I oh, yeah. end up being dry, dry March all the way through uh, March uh, or to April 1st. Oh. But uh, uh, I would join you, but I'm going to, since I'm on camera and it's, there's evidence here, <laughs> I am not going to do that because my daughter will kill me. So oh.
0: <laughs> it's all good. It's all good.
1: So you know I, I
0: i told you you know briefly very briefly but the the reason i wanted to put this this whole idea together this whole concept together is because throughout my career and i know throughout your career we've seen folks whose careers have been cut short for whatever reason um, some could say my career was sh- cut short you know i did over a 30 year career combined between volunteer and paid and all the way up you know from ranks of firefighter all the way up to fire chief and all the, you know, stuff in between. Um, but one, of you know, a good friend of mine, his, his career was cut short and he wasn't prepared at all. Uh, I was fortunate that I had, uh, you know, a side business in the mortgage business and it was an easier transition for me to go from, from career firefighter to, you know, to mortgage lender now. Uh, so that's that's kind of why I wanted to do this, why I wanted to start this, and I couldn't think of anybody that had more stories
1: in <laughs> their hip pocket than, uh, than you. Know, so got a, I got a few, Um yeah. depends on which row we're going to go down. So <laughs> we'll keep it uh, keep it where it's at. No, well, I really what's what's your
0: that. biggest passion?
1: Well, obviously, um, you're kind of looking at it here on the table, and if if, if you're, you're just listening here, we've got a helmet here on the t- table that's got um, a number of crosses on it, and also a a, a memorial band. Uh, that has a bunch of PATs, personal accountability tags, affixed to it, um, and these are um, these are losses of uh, cancer. These are the these are the guys that didn't make it, and one girl from my department. And um, the white helmet represents um, more statewide stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So what my passion is, I guess. Um, last uh, since two thousand seven, uh, when uh, my buddy uh, Captain Butch Smith. Received a diagnosis of multiple myeloma cancer. Um, we were it just turned everybody on their heads and basically was given a two-year diagnosis. Uh, tough some some bitch uh, made it nine years. Uh, he he uh, he broke all odds on that. But it was really a catalyst for our department. We have a young 46-year-old captain that's got no cancer history and in his, in his in, and he ca- happens to catch one of the 21 cancers uh, that Florida sort of finally recognizes multiple myeloma is directly uh, linked to benzines, which can be found on the found on the fire ground it can also be found in the fire stations obviously with diesel emissions so it wasn't it, it was a big shock to everybody holy crap butch's got cancer they're saying two years to live and this guy's six foot five big stud stayed in shape all the time you know uh, a, a, a great leader informal leader a real leader in our department and um all eyes were on his situation so uh, that's how i got the helmet And, um, he was the guy that handed it to me. And He said, anytime you're talking about cancer, Sam, as he's fighting this himself, 21 days of of chemo, seven days off, 21 days of chemo, seven days off, 21 days of chemo, seven days off for nine years. Imagine that. Imagine how sick you would be doing that. It's heart wrenching. It is. And that, that wasn't, there was no life in that. But during that period of time, um. One of our brothers that was passing from cancer, he ended up passing from cancer, Tim Monahan, which anybody from Palm Beach yeah. County Fire Rescue and Chief he mom well yeah. would know that Tim Monahan was a, also a legacy, legacy a driver operator and fire instructor uh, here in, in the South Florida area. And Tim had a um, business making these helmets in retirement. This is the last helmet that Tim made. Wow! And he gave it to Butch and he says, get this to Sam. And he says, tell him every time he talks about cancer, make sure he has it present, and I've made good on that ever since. First two crosses on this helmet were were Tim Monahan and then Butch when he passed away, and then after that I decided it would be a living memorial or a walking memorial or a standing memorial uh, Mm -hmm. to their names but also others that have passed from cancer.
0: Now, you know, obviously, you know, departments, the governments, they didn't just roll over and say, yeah, you know what, you're right. Cancer obviously came from the job. I mean... That was a huge battle to get that to be considered presumptive, right? It certainly so, was. Walk us through 16 that. Years. S- 16, 16 years. 16 years. 16 years for the state of Florida. That. We are
1: the 48th state to finally recognize, embarrassingly, yeah. 48th state to finally recognize cancer as, a, as an issue that, that, that was career, career related. Sure, you and I are a general population, every yeah. firefighter is, but there's a reason why. Uh, the wall in, in Colorado keeps getting added with name after name after name of firefighters that have lost their life to cancer. So, yeah, you're right. They didn't roll over and just have, let, it, let it happen. People like, you know, Armin Nault, uh, you know, Scott Bilecki, uh leaders from uh, 2928, Vicki Shepard uh, from our department. And then, of course, locals like 1403, very powerful uh, organizations, uh, worked and worked and worked but never got any ground uh, at all. Mm-hmm. with the legislation in florida until um until 2019 and that was right after the bull walk yeah and uh, and the big attention that tom bull hill from orange county fire rescue uh the big spotlight that he helped put on the cancer issue yeah. a lot of people worked on it. it's not just bull but i, I do know that I, I feel bull had bull's push up the state from key west the story of, of bull is real quickly is that uh all by himself at the in Key West, with a with a pack and two names and two shields on it, two guys that he lost to cancer, he says, "I'm going to start walking and I'm going to start talking." And he goes, "By the time I get to Tallahassee, I hope somebody's standing with me." And for oh, it, yeah, the world came out for him. Yeah, and what he did along the way was he collected badges, uh, helmet shields, PATs. That's where this this came from. This is the yeah. this is the first. Uh, this is the second band. But the first band we made quickly while he was coming up the state. And I said, I need something to strap to the pack to show the impact Mm -hmm. that our department, Palm Beach County Fire Rescue alone had had at that time with 24 names. Now, sadly, 32 names from Palm Beach County Fire Rescue are are, are represented here. But these are all firefighters that I, a lot of them, almost 90% that I worked with. And we strapped this, it was a a memorial to Palm Beach County. And as he walked the state, the same thing happened. Miami-Dade put 131 names his pack wow so people that departments that that took stock of this and they saw what he was doing uh, began to add this stuff by the time he got to uh, Tallahassee he had I think the number was seven or eight packs full of these uh, representatives of firefighters that mostly lost their life to cancer about 10% of them were actually PTSD suicides but in the end he didn't have one or two guys with him he had an entourage of close to 1,000 firefighters walking into Tallahassee to the steps. So this is a long list,
0: too long, way too long list of people that didn't make it to mm-hmm. to enjoy any kind of a life after the fire department. What, What can our firefighters that are just getting on the job now or who have been on the job, what kind of things can they do to make sure that they have some sort of a life after retirement.
1: First thing I want to say to you, uh, Chief, is this: um, the fact that you're opening up something that is a, a, a vision of yours, uh, an opportunity to talk about the things that are so important in the fire service, and that you would ask me uh, to be here, and that you would make this the focus of the topic, shows your 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 finger on the pulse of what really matters, you know. It's not about just going homes, Chief, is it? You know, everybody, yeah. everybody goes home. It's not about that. Yeah. Everybody lives into and enjoys retirement should be the real benchmark that we'd be shooting for. Mm-hmm. So asking the question, what can young firefighters do, is exactly what Butch would have asked. It's exactly what we ask as a face team, firefighters attacking the cancer epidemic. We mm-hmm. form teams inside of, our inside of our department, and other departments have, have done similar things as well. Um, some have named a face. Uh, firefighters attacking the cancer epidemic was the name of our team, and we took that to a state level. And there's there's actually departments around the United States that have done the same thing, taking a, a very the departments themselves first is taking a a serious view of what this is, and then understanding you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's a lot of best practices out there that you can start implementing right now. What would we say to a young firefighter? First thing is awareness. Um, you're in a dangerous job. You signed up for this. You, that, is, that is the truth. We have a life. We have lives to save. We have properties to, to, to maintain and to, and to protect. We have to do the job, but it doesn't mean that we have to do it um, haphazardly. And once you once you know there is a danger, just like if there's if you know you can read smoke and you can see that a a, a, a place is about the, uh, the, the fire's going, start to yeah. flash, just as you can you can visualize a potential collapse. Uh, If you're out on the roadway and you know that there's not traffic cones out, you put those up to prevent. You take preventative measures and you read the the job, and if you can make adjustments to prevent that exposure that's going to kill you, whether it's the traffic, whether it's the collapse, whether it's the backdraft, if it's the flashover, or if it's something like this that's a hidden danger, cancer, you have to take those measures. Do you stop doing the job? You don't. You still get in there and get things done, but at the point that you're able to start cleaning yourself up, at the point that you can recognize that the gear itself after a fire is dangerous to me, and how can I distance myself from it? How can I clean myself off? How can I stop the absorption? How can I get, how can I off gas or, or even maybe, uh, you know, there's saunas out there that you can actually, uh, you know, uh, sweat this stuff out of your system. Wow. There's a lot of ways to get around, get to that. But the point is that if you're aware of it first, and then we teach those measures on what you can do to prevent your prevent the, the those absorptions, at least we can begin to reduce the numbers of cancers in the fire service. We're never going to eliminate it, right? Yeah. But we have to take a reduction thought process a lot across the board. It starts at the fire station and it starts on the fire ground.
0: Well, I think you've done an amazing job Locally and, and statewide, and getting the message out, and <clears throat> and I've already you know seen things that have that have come come to fruition just since I've been you know out of the out of the business, and uh, and it's it's a testament to you, and it's a testament to your heart and where your heart is. I mean, you know, you're you're retired now. There's there's nothing that compels you to do this other than just your your heart so I mean yeah you know, I've always admired that. you and, and, and what you've done and, and, uh, and I'm
1: just tickled to, to have you a part of this it's great to be a part of it and be to, to have an opportunity to, to recognize um, you know I, and I I want anybody listening to this and obviously you as well to understand that I think one of the best things that we had going for us is the team concept it took a lot of people to get to where we need to go and there was a there was an understanding from people that are reasonable about this that there's nothing more important than the health and safety of the firefighters of, of those the, the frontline workers you know um, uh, as we as we moved into this into this uh, going back to uh, Vicki Shepard myself uh, chairing uh, the first face team at Palm Beach County nobody had a team like concept like that that I know of anywhere but we knew that we needed to do things right and 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 I would say to anybody listening here, if you're from a fire department that's currently looking at cancer prevention, one of the best things that you can do for your fire chief is to create a team concept. We were volunteering. Can you imagine, chief, if you had a group of five or 10 people that were meeting on a regular basis that said, we're committed to this, chief. We want to make this happen. Well, I can't, you know, budget wise, you can't do everything, but at least you had a group that you knew was meeting every month. How would you use that? You would. You'd say, right. hey, can you look into this? We want to get a second set of hood. We can't do it right now. We want to go to hood swap. We want to go to glove swap. I know Palm Beach County is doing this. Miami Dade's doing this. Jacksonville's doing this. Can you look into that for me and get back to me? I've got other things I've got to take care of. That's what we did for Palm Beach County. Our team, we committed to meeting once a month. We said, we are going to meet once a month, whether there's somebody here or not. And that's. And they We they knew we were. we were committed. It took them a while Mm-hmm. Within about six months, they started putting stuff on our table and say, hey, take, take a look at this. Look into this. We want to bring you into this. We're looking at station design. So I would say to anybody that's got a burning desire to do have something, some movement on this as far as firefighter cancer uh, prevention is concerned, one of the first things you can do is network with your, with the people in the department. Understand it's going to take people from the training division, from uh, special operations. I'm not, uh, I'll use, we use that as, as far as uh, the chemical side of it. But but the training division, operations, uh, support services, your benevolent, uh, whoever's uh, your local uh, being involved at at that level, um, the the leaders bringing them to the table and say, let's get one person from every every area, every every area, um, fire investigators, get them on board. uh, uh, um, Your media group, uh, whoever's putting out your messaging, have them there as well because you got to get this information out to your people. So. We, we formed on the Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative on the website, floridafirefightersafety.org. You can go on there, and it will show you how to create our template for how to create a face team, and then how the department could utilize that to, to move the needle in each department moving forward. Whether it's Florida, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter what state, it's that whole team concept that helped make this, make this work. Now, do you do you know are they
0: incorporating any of this this new information into like the minimum standards classes anymore? My son just started the fire academy. Uh, I don't know if you saw that or not. But, I did. Uh, he just started That's this good. past week. And
1: Congratulations. He, uh,
0: um, it's I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm just um, tickled. <laughs> I can see it. I can
1: see it, and, and rightfully so. It's it's a great career, and um. You know, um, the Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative formed in 2016, uh, just after we had formed, probably about uh, two years after we had formed the FACE team. Um, we saw what Chris Bader was doing in Coral Springs Parkland, uniting the fire service down here in the southeast. That quickly became a statewide movement. Uh, we latched on, onto that, and I'm getting to your, to your question here. Um, we decided to create a statewide FACE team, inside the collaborative made up of departments from all over the state. From Jacksonville to Broward County, Palm Beach County, Town of Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, Palm Beach Beach Gardens, Miami-Dade, City of Miami, uh, these were some of the first departments. We also knew how important it was to have science along with us. Um, uh, The University of Miami Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center was at the table when we started. And we also reached out to the Firefighter Cancer Support Network and Keith Tyson, which was our director at the time, um, knowing that we wanted them at the table as well. We we're an organization locking arms with another organization and that institution to start this face team thought process for the depart for, for this for, for the state and for the collaborative. Shortly after that, the Florida Fire Chiefs Association was looking to do some revamping and, and, and kind of move, push push the needle forward on health and safety. They saw what we were doing and 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 latched on to the collaborative and and, and basically from our standpoint, we we partnered with them as well, and we started moving some of this stuff forward. Shortly thereafter, I'm trying to get, make this really quick, but it didn't take long <laughs> never before we were able to get, um, actually get at the table with the fire the, the minimum standards. Mike Tucker, Julius Hallis, uh, at, at yeah. the high, higher, highest levels at that point, the fire right. college and also the fire marshal's office, brought us in, and we began to assist. Uh, Vicki Shepard did a lot of work, myself, Chris Bader, uh, Sheena Hudson writing curriculum, helping to write curriculum for the state. And, and now it's now it's mandatory training for your son when he comes into it. How amazing is that? Yeah. How would which Butch, Butch even think that was possible? Yeah. And now when they come in, not only are the fire instructors compelled and, and required to teach this stuff to the practical level, but the firefighters are going to get that when they start. We didn't get into of that. We had yeah. to find out on the fly, so it's going to have a big impact here in the state of Florida for that. That's thing. huge. It is That's huge.
0: Um, man, you know, and just you know, thinking about our careers and thinking about you know early on in our career, you never heard about this this kind of stuff happening. Yeah. So, Lord. so things have changed in construction. Things have changed in how materials are made, uh, making stuff lighter and cheaper, and and all that. Sure. And this is the this is some of the
1: ramifications of it. You would think, um, and I I, I I talk about this when I teach the, the, the courses that we have uh, for for cancer prevention. You know, we're not dealing with legacy fires anymore. We have we have a modern fuels. You walk into a, a fire environment, and you're 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 faced with something different than you were back in the fifties, the forties, the thirties. It's a different fire now. Mm-hmm. It's much faster. Rat re- it, it, it increases quickly. And because of that, um, industry recognized it and made our gear stronger and hardier and we're able to go in longer and be protected from the stuff you think you're being protected. So all of that, all that innovation happened before we really knew what was happening with cancer. And so you would think with all the innovation that we would have less cancer numbers and we don't. They're not. They're actually getting worse. And why is that? It's because of what we're looking at laminates you know yeah. wall coverings plastics electronics when you walk into a, stru- a typical structure fire you're dealing with modern fuels you're dealing with a black heavy uh, oil-based uh, petroleum-based fuel and it's getting into everything and so that's what we're that's what we have to help the firefighter understand is that it's not time for a selfie it's time for a wipe you know you got to yeah. get this stuff off uh, as soon as possible because you're just a biological being in an unnatural environment and you're gonna if you continue to do that over the course of a career something's gonna give yeah yeah wow that's really
0: impactful mm-hmm. stuff and um i know you, know you brought some some stuff with you mm-hmm. uh, i want you to talk a little bit about i know it's tough to to hear it um but if you know, people are, are watching this yep. you know, i want them to,
1: to know what you know what are you what exactly are we looking at here so I, I think um, uh, I'll start, let me start with this helmet. I, again, I, this, the Butch handed this helmet to me, and when he handed it to me, this is Butch under here, under the lid, uh, the photo of him is actually in the, um, the lid, there. chief, uh, Butch Smith, and also uh, Paulie Petrovessa, a driver operator from Coral Springs Parkland. His his, um, his memorial um, card is in there as well. But these are all crosses with the dates. Um, firefighters as young as uh, Ralph Garcia, 28 years old brain cancer. On um, here also is you know um, Eric Patry from C- the city of Del Rey, 37 year old brain cancer. Brain cancer is 10 times that of the national, of the general population in firefighters. Um, wow. You're looking at all types of different cancers, but you you see the, the, the crosses representing those losses. If we don't remember their names, if we don't continue to recall, uh, we're not gonna know the impact. And yeah. I think uh, the, the, biggest, the biggest aha for me uh, was when I started, we started doing the, uh, the cancer prevention classes at Palm Beach County Fire Rescue, and I would hold this band up, this memorial band. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd, I'd do this every single time, and I would say, you know, these are two, we were doing this for on-duty personnel, not just for the recruits. We've done this for the recruits just recently. As a matter of fact, yesterday, we were teaching the recruits at Palm Beach County. We had a band just like this, so we have a third replica of it. But I'd hold this in front of, the, front of the of these people that I'd worked with for two, three decades, and I'd say, I want you to raise your hand if you know a firefighter from Palm Beach County Fire Rescue that's lost their life to cancer, and everybody's hand goes up. Somebody knows somebody in our department that's died from cancer. Yeah. i keep your hands up. Uh, get, do you know two? Do you know three? Do you know four? And about four, everybody puts their hands down. And I haven't presented this yet. And I said, do you know five? Do you know 10 firefighters from Palm Beach County fire rescue that's lost their life to cancer? Do you know 15? Do you know 20? Do you know 25? Do you know 30? Do you know 32? And they're all looking at me like you're nuts. And I hold this thing up and I start passing around and everybody knows Mike McJury, John Lobseeker, Butch Smith, Henry Cassell, uh, Jerry Countryman, Tim Monahan, Mike Sweeney, Tom Cook, Gives me goosebumps reading these names. Yeah. And you start looking at the impact of your own department. And you ask, you start asking yourself, this is the guys that, and one girl, Cindy, Cindy Steinhoff, that passed away from cancer. And this is the ones that the ones that fought and made it into remission, the ones that are currently fighting are 10 times this. The impact of cancer is gigantic. In in just our department alone, certainly every other part, every department. But if you don't take stock of that, people are going to put their hand down at three. Maybe not even put their hand up at one because they just haven't seen it. If we can be better as a as, the, as a fire service in remembering those that have lost and paid the ultimate sacrifice, and put it together like this, it kind of it can create the why that's necessary for for a a captain that's been there for twenty years to go. I need to do something different. Yeah. And if the captain does that, what's going to happen to the crew, right? Yeah. If Cap's going to do this, I'm going to do it. And that's that's the that's the important the the point that I'm trying to make here is that if we have to create a why for people sometimes, and something like this can't help if if you, if you take stock of it. Yeah. We want we want to see people
0: making it to the other side. The the whatever you call it, the other shift or shift yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? we want to see people's <laughs> yep. names there yep we don't want to see them on this band exactly true story so sure. so stuff like this um, you know prevention obviously is key mm-hmm. uh, making changes in how we do business you know will help get more people there but we're never gonna like you said we're never gonna totally wipe this thing out
1: No, it won't we won't because we're a general population. Yep. So to sit here and say that every one of these firefighters is a career-related cancer, it, we want to say that because it's the tendency. But there's a chance that some of these would have gotten cancer whether they were a firefighter or not. And if we don't say that, we sound stupid, really, yeah. because people. There's an American Cancer Society for yeah. a reason, and that has nothing to do with the fire service. Right. What makes us different, though, is. If, when the studies have been done by Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center, I gotta give a shout out to Alberto Caban, Dr. Alberto Caban, Dr. Sali, and their leader, great leader, Dr. Aaron Kobitz, um, and that whole machine uh, of of Sylvester, uh, the the work that they've done uh, to to help study science. When they go in and look at it, they understand that we are clearly two to three to four, depending on the type of cancer, um, and brain cancers through the roof, lot more likely to get cancer than the general population. What makes this different is what we need to approach as a, as a, as a fire service. Yeah. That's, what, that's what we have to work on. So um, yes, it, and again, I can't, I can't say enough about, about those, those organizations. The Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative obviously uh, gave us uh, a great opportunity uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a collaborative team to work with institutions like Sylvester, with the State Fire Marshal's Office, with the State Fire College. Those are, those are fantastic organizations. I'm with a new organization called the National Coalition of Frontline Workers. Um, we are also taking uh, this very seriously from a standpoint that, uh, first of all, this is, January is Cancer Awareness Month, uh, thankfully recognized by the Firefighter Cancer Support Network, and also our organization, the Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative and the International Association of Firefighters, are recognized this month as Cancer Prevention Month, or Cancer Awareness Month, and, and we have, a, a, there's a lot that goes around with so for our organization, the National Coalition of Frontline Workers, we have some exciting stuff that I'd love to come back maybe next month and talk about that we are, yeah. are going to be moving moving on and launching um, as far as firefighter cancer um, prevention and uh, reduction is concerned.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, I, you know, obviously, we don't want this to all be you know, doom and gloom. There's, you know, uh, I'm sure, there's plenty of good survivor stories. There are. Um, you know, walk me through somebody that, because of these initiatives, has through early detection found out that they have a problem and taken steps
1: and are on the mend. I don't have to go too far. Um, uh, my co-chair, uh, Gina Hudson, uh, who got involved with us, um, her her husband uh, is a captain for Davy Fire Rescue and uh, got diagnosed with leukemia. Now, leukemia is not on the twenty one cancer list. Uh, Surprisingly, and it should be honestly, and that's something that we hope to see changed as we move forward to to increase the twenty one cancers that are covered by the state, uh, to add the other ones that that are pretty much prominent in the fire service as well. But um, he had a re re diagnosis um, uh, last year. It was very it was scary for him. He he had gone into remission. He was good back on back on the job, working fine. Then all of a sudden, it came back. they got great news recently that he's back in remission again. And, and you, you brought up a good point, is that um, these are the ones, I guess the doom and gloom, these are the ones that have lost their life. There's a lot of, there's a lot of firefighters that have got, been diagnosed in a stage one, a stage two scenario where they jumped on it right away. Early diagnosis, early recognition uh, is so important, and so key. And, and that's the, the departments that are taking that seriously. And I gotta commend our benefits clinic, uh, Dr. Don John Villa, Mike Sedgwick um, and and the, and the aggressiveness uh, that they've taken with with regards to firefighter cancer, Uh, Dr. Via sees it all. And he's our biggest proponent uh, as far as the face team and stuff like that. so that should, um, that should make you happy. It should also alarm you that the doctor that sees everybody goes, you guys need to do something. Yeah. Right. When your doctor that cares about you, is like beating the drum for you that's, that's a huge thing, right? So, and, and if he was like, yeah, you guys are all right. Don't worry about it. Relax. No, he's not doing that. He's literally the exact opposite. So he's very proactive and, um, and he's all about early recognition. Um, that while we're talking about the topic, if, if, if one of the things you can do, if you don't have a, a benefits firefighter benefits clinic, like, like Palm Beach County fire rescue, you ought to look into it. Um, but if you don't have that, just understand this, the importance of this, if you're a firefighter and you're in the fire service, and you have a general practitioner, please empower your doctor to know how important it is for him to look at you differently. You need to be looked at differently. You need your, your, your study, your, your assessments, your, your certain tests done. Uh, colonoscopies need to be done early. Um, you know, if, if there's something that doesn't seem right, dig a little deeper. Don't try to discount it because a lot of times these things are very, very suspicious to, to a regular physician. There's no way you could have multiple myeloma cancer. You're 46 years old. That doesn't happen to the general population until they're in their 70s or 80s. Yeah. There's no way it's that. They didn't pick up on Butch's cancer right away because they're not looking at him with the, under the lens of, hey, there's a problem. Yeah, so you're a firefighter, you're, this anything could be something more sure. than what it seems. So just if you're if you're not if you haven't had that conversation with your physician, it's an important one to have because um, they will at least they may not they might brush you off initially but maybe you bring some documentation in and you say here's what here's the deal these firefighters are, are suggests or have a potential of getting the following cancers much more rapidly than other than other than other people you may do it while you while you're not having any symptoms but continue to, to mention that when you're when you're being assessed and get out there and get you know get those assessments done and don't discount them and on the flip side as we're talking about retirement and the life after the fire um, if you're in retirement um, you got an annual physical every year while you're working. Do not stop doing Keep that. Doing that. Yeah. Keep doing it. Don't wait. We have a we have some some bad stories, and there's a story on here of one of the guys that's on this band that didn't go for four or, five, four or five years until he had a problem, and it was too late at that point. So, do absolutely stay on top of your your physicals as you're going into retirement. It's so important. I know I do, and I and I, I can absolutely. Uh, tell you that, that I was I'm not going to stop doing that because I know we have a, a tendency to do, have for something to happen to us. Yeah. Well,
0: I think I think all this has been great information. There's plenty of other things I would love to, to <laughs> dive deeper into with sure. you. Um, but man, uh, what what an impact! I, I can't say enough how how proud I am to. To know you and all the things that you've done to help move this cause forward, the impact that it's having on uh, firefighters today and in the future. When you really like step back, do a high level look at that, you think of the impact that you're having.
1: It's, I mean, I'm happy for all of us. It's something I am. I'm. I'm. I I feel uh, very lucky and fortunate to have been around. A lot of people that felt the same way about this and i know i know that the work we've done collectively and collaboratively uh, through our organization but also the organizations that were networking and locking arms with us um have a lot to be proud of because we have it has been there's a huge impact florida set up florida set a bar uh, for the rest of the, na- for the rest of the nation and we we know we've had one sliver of, of, of the impact of that florida impact so i appreciate the kind words. And I, I accept, I accept it for a ton, of yeah. a ton of people in honor of them. So
0: the way I like to end all of these conversations is with a shot, all the, all these, <laughs> uh, the, the, first one, um, is, is to have some sort of a call of action. Okay. All right. So I think here, the, the call to action for, for people that are listening that are, that are concerned about this, that want to, um, you know, maybe look at implementing Face Teams and and getting more information about uh, about cancer and incidents in the fire service and stuff. Um, what would be a great way for them to to move the needle, move the you know, keep moving that bar higher? Would it be to to reach out to you, or where would you where would you send somebody?
1: Absolutely, the easiest thing uh, um, I would just say, just for everybody, as far as the resources concerned. Um, there are a number of them. Um, if you, if you're looking for some solid resources, go to floridafirefightersafety.org. That's the Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative's website. Um, if you're lit- looking to get involved and support in a, in a great way, getting in touch with uh, the Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center and the Dolphin Cancer Challenge, which is coming up in February, which is a great way to raise funds to help uh, with funding for resor- research, mon- research dollars. Of course, you can always donate to the Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative as well on our website. And then uh, if you get diagnosed, um, reaching out uh, to us or the Firefighter Cancer Support Network, um, fcsn.org is another is another resource for you. And what, why they're good is um, they, they take a peer support kind of role in that. So if you were to get, if somebody was to get a certain type of cancer, a, um, you know, a, a thyroid cancer, a prostate cancer, you know, a liver cancer. If they get that type of cancer, what what the FCSN does is they link you up with a brother or sister firefighter that's had that same type of cancer. And now you have an immediate mentor that's already gone down the road. Butch was a mentor for the FCSN. So the FCSN, the Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative, and also Sylvester would be some places I would send people. And and then as far as a call to action, I just want everybody to understand that this, this is a don't wait for your fire department, don't wait for your your training division, don't wait for operations, don't wait for somebody else to tell you what to do. Understand that this is a personal commitment to yourself to last into retirement and be healthy. So it's not just the cancer exposures that we're, that's, not, that's just the stuff that we're exposed to in the fire. There are other things that have impacted impact you in the job. Sleep deprivation uh, is one of the worst things, you know, working shift work is, it's clearly known by the World Health Organization as a problem for, for any person on shift work, and it lowers your immunity. Just that alone. Now, throw in alcohol, uh, too much of it. You know, a shot every once in a while, not a bad deal, mm-hmm. not a big deal. But uh, alcohol, throw in, you know, drug abuse. Throw in the stressors of marriages, and throw in some weight lo- weight gain. You know, maybe not getting out there and exercising like you need to. Take that, take that firefighter that's, that has all those impacts and throw them into the most toxic environment. And, and you're, you're, this is why we have a recipe for disaster. So I would just say to every firefighter listening, it's about personal accountability. It's not just it's not just about, okay, well, they're not giving me what I need, so I'm not going to do anything. You can take measures. You can immediately understand how how important it is for you to clean up and wipe up on a scene. You can know that, as soon as I get back to the station, I'm gonna get a, fire, a shower and I hope to get that shower within an hour of the fire scene. I'm gonna distance myself from my gear. I'm not gonna throw it in my trunk. I'm certainly not gonna throw it in the back seat on top of my baby, che- my, my baby seats. You know, I'm not gonna have my dirty gear around my family. There are things that every firefighter can do today to distance themselves and make, them, make themselves less susceptible to these constant exposures. Take, 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 uh, take note. Uh, get involved in your department, help them help the department out uh, and volunteer for one project that could actually make things better. But, but again, just to me is look at yourself, see where you can make it better and understand that, that that's the biggest impact you can have on yourself is your self awareness and your self action. That's awesome.
0: Sam, I I can't, I can't thank you enough for for coming in today. I hope to have you on again to, to talk a little bit more just on the personal side of, you know, things that you've been doing and sure. And uh, how you uh, got ready for the for the other side and mm-hmm. what you're doing. So that's awesome. Look forward to having you back. I'm looking forward to coming back too. Chief, thank you
1: so much for having me. And I'm honored to, Absolutely, to, to to not to kick things off and, and set the bar benchmark very low for the next guest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. Take cool. care. Thank you.